Women Taking the Lead, bonus episode with Bobby Palmer. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about what you need to be happy, what you need to really fulfill yourself and fill yourself up. And when you get that, you're going to give it back to him quadruple. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Jody, and I welcome you to this episode of Women Taking the Lead. In fact, you're going to be welcome to this episode a few times because there are some things I wanted to say before you dive into the content that's in this episode, which is really great. I am chatting with my friend, Bobby Palmer, who is also one of my coaches. And Bobby, I receive coaching from Bobby in the areas of dating, love, relationships, and I feel like I've learned so much from her. And she's so in tune with type A women and how we relate to ourselves and to men. And, you know, having learned so much from her, I knew that likely, you know, there was a good chance that you could probably learn a couple things from her as well, or at least get reminded of things that, you know, sometimes we need reminding of. Because Bobby and I are friends, we're pretty comfortable with each other. And so there is some explicit language in this episode, not a lot, but some enough um, to give you a little bit of a warning so that if you have little people around you and you don't want them hearing that, to skip this episode for now, go on to another one. And then come back later, and you are going to want to come back later because this is a really good episode. Also, Bobby and I are talking about, um, you know, the distinctions um, and differences between men and women, but you can also look at it from the perspective of the masculine and the feminine. So don't get too caught up if, you know, you're, you're a woman in a relationship with a woman or a man in a relationship with a man, or you, you know, may not identify with the, the gender you were born with. You can also listen to this in terms of the energy that one exudes. As we know, sometimes we meet women who are very masculine and men who have feminine energy as well. And so, yeah, I didn't want us to get too caught up in that. Um, so listen for what can be gained from it and not from what you agree, disagree with, you know, just it's an opportunity to explore. Um, and Bobby does talk about um, the anatomy of the brain too. So there's some distinctions there as well. And also Bobby's going to invite all of us to take on a practice that can radically change the relationship you have with all the men or masculine masculine people in your life. And I had a little bit of lead time on this because Bobby and I actually recorded this conversation a couple of weeks ago. So I'll share with you after the episode how that's been going. And then lastly, I wanted to talk about Millie Welsh and Zebra Love Web Solutions. As you know, I've talked about Millie many, many times on this podcast. Millie is also a good friend and a generous sponsor of Women Taking the Lead and really right from the get-go. Um, for the past four years, Millie has been supporting me and is just an advocate for this podcast. So I can't thank her enough. And she is brilliant. If you have not had a chance to check her out or interact with her at all. And, but, you know, something new she's been doing, um, in the past year or so is workshops 
And her next workshop is going to be on how blogging can boost your business online. So if you've been thinking about starting a blog or struggle with how to create new and useful content for your website, this session is for you. And it's going to happen on July 9th. 2019 at 5.30 p.m. And if you go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash zebra love, and that's all one word, you will get taken right to um, the page on her website um, where you can check it out and register. Really good content. Okay, enough of me chatting. On to the episode. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I have something really exciting today. If you have been a listener of this podcast for about a year or so, then you are very aware that last year, I actually, I ended 2017 talking about how to craft goals that are worthy of you. And I promised and I used myself as the guinea pig and shared the goals that I was setting for 2018. And I promised to give monthly updates on those goals. And I did that. And I know from the reactions I got from everybody, you really enjoyed that. But if you followed along that journey, you also know I ended the year accomplishing three of the five goals that I had set. And the two goals I did not accomplish were my dating goal, or I should say the being in a relationship goal, because I was dating. I just never got to the point where I was in a relationship and my profitability goal. And being a coach, I also recognized I needed help. I needed support. There was something I was missing, something I didn't know that was keeping me from achieving this goal. And I told you I was going to find coaches who could help me in this area. And with in a short, very short period of time, a lovely woman, friend, other coach of mine in my network, I got, I'm on her list and I received an email and she was talking about all the exciting things that were going to be happening in her business in 2019 and that she was kicking off 2019 with a love challenge. And I watched her video and I went, oh my goodness, I think this is what I need. And I have to share this woman with you. And as you get to know her, you're going to know why it was so exciting for her to come into my life. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Bobby Palmer, who is the founder of Date Like a Grown-Up. Bobby is an internationally recognized expert who teaches over 40 women how to finally find peaceful, passionate grown-up love. Bobby has lived your story. She worked her butt off to figure out the love thing and became a first-time bride at age 47. She's been joyfully married since 2006. She walks her talk every day and with compassion and a side of sass, she helps women do what she did. If you're frustrated and confused about dating, Bobby wants you to know that there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. No one ever taught you how to date like a grown-up, right? There are just some things you don't know yet. And Bobby has been featured on the Today Show, Huffington Post, NPR, Women's World Magazine, Match.com, eHarmony.com, AARP, and numerous other TV, radio, and print outlets. My goodness, Bobby, you have been a hero in my life, and now I see it in words. <laughs> what <laughs> else? So we, it is so exciting. What else would you like to share with the woman who is listening right now, or the man? I know you're there too. Um, to get to know you a little bit better. Well, you just said a mouthful, which is, which thank you for that. 
to get to know me a little better is 2006 is when I got married. I, again, I was 47. So it's been, it's been a little over 12 years. And before that, I was a type A, I don't need no stinking man, uh, succeed, accomplish. And a big part of it was like, I'm, I am independent. Like that was my badge of honor. Sound familiar mm-hmm. at all? <laughs> and, uh, and that's how it was for me for a really long time. And then I kind of woke, you know, it didn't happen overnight. I'd like to say, oh yeah, one night it just came to me, but I knew I was unhappy in my life. I knew something was missing. I didn't know what it was. I had to go to a coach. It was actually a therapist. At that time, there weren't dating coaches who um, quickly taught me what was missing. And that was love. You know, that was romance. That was relationship. And uh, it wasn't an overnight thing. And it took me some time. And it was, it's all about learning. It's just like you said in my, you know, intro, it's, we have so much to learn because we learned how to date. We learned with boys and we learned like boys, tell me if this rings true for you, Jody. Um, it's all about boys liking us. It's all, it's not about us. It's about them. Do they like us? Mm-hmm. Are we cute enough? Are we popular enough? Mm-hmm. What can I do to get that boy to like me? Oh, and- Bobby, this community is full of people pleasers. And I, and I will take ownership of that too, because I am a people pleaser. I tend to attract people pleasers to me. Like it is all about how are, what's their experience like? That's mm-hmm. what's important. Exactly. Not mine, theirs, their mm-hmm. experience. Yes. And that's what a big, big part of what we have to learn, what we have to relearn. And that is, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about what you need to be happy, what you need to really fulfill yourself and fill yourself up. And when you get that, you're going to give it back to him quadruple. But when we're doing it and we're twisting like a pretzel and we're trying to be everything he wants us to be, then no one, neither one of us are happy. It does. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. And by the way, and we're going to talk about this today. Another thing that's really important is, you know, how old are you, Jody? I'm 44. Okay. So at 44, um, I was, you know, 46, 45 when I started this, we're not, they're, they're not boys anymore. They're men. And just like us, the vast majority of them, not all of them, but the vast majority have grown up and we still think we're dealing with boys. And that just screws us up completely because we're not giving them the understanding, the respect that they deserve. And, um, and again, it's all about learning. So that's what I want to help you and, and your listeners do today is just learn so many things about yourself and about men. Mm, And that's perfect because what you just said there led into a question I want to ask you is because, you know, you get this sense like, okay, dating like a grown up, like, have we been dating like children? Like what is dating like a grown up? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We've been dating like children. I, I, I own it. I did it for 30 years that, so there's three principles to dating like a grown-up. Principle number one is balance your head and heart. So when we talk about how we we used to be, right? Like how I used to be, that was I was in my head. I was in my head and I had a wallop around my heart. It just wasn't there. And then some women, it's all heart, right? It's all emotion. It's all how we feel. And there's no intellect involved. It's just, it's just total like chemistry bullshit, which that could be a whole nother hour. Mm-hmm. So dating like a grown up principle number one is balance your head and heart. There's an appropriate time to think intellectually and make, make choices based on your intellect. 
And then there's an appropriate time to just go for it and, and open up and, and let your heart just take in what somebody else has to give, you know, what a man has to give. And then principle number two is show kindness to yourself and the men you meet. Kindness is a, just a foundation of the work I do and what I help women learn because we have learned, you and I talked about this a little bit, we as girls learned that, first of all, kindness to ourselves came second. Mm-hmm. And kindness to men was just about being what they want us to be. And then as we got older, a lot of I work with women all that are between like 40 and 75, 35 and 75. And we go through, there's such anger and there's such bitterness and there's such disappointment. And it really, it really creates this treatment that we give to men. That's just so unfair. Just like they do do to us, by the way, Mm -hmm. I I can, I can see your listeners out there. Wait, men are assholes to us all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they haven't learned what you're, what you're learning. Mm -hmm. So the kindness part is really important. And especially with the gender roles changing so much and just, just things are changing so much in our culture. There are people, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, and Bobby, if you don't mind me stopping you here before you go on to principle number three, and we definitely want to get to that one. As you said that, I'm sitting here thinking, I, and this feels crappy to say out loud, I don't know that I've been kind to men because I didn't probably partly, not because they didn't deserve it, but I didn't know that they needed it. Like I know as a woman, women need kindness, right? Because like I know as a woman what we're dealing with and it's a lot, but how I behave towards men was not unkind, but it was more polite or we're buddies, like we're collegiate, you know, that sort of thing. There's not, there hasn't been this sense of like, he needs kindness. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And we think, you know, they're, they're tough, they're strong. And look at all those things they do to us, right? And so this, this guy, and especially with dating, you know, this guy ghosted me, this guy stood me up, this guy lied to me. And so the next guy's probably going to do that too. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't, we don't attribute, we attribute things to all men and the good guys get left behind. And there's so many good men out there and they, they are treated with disrespect. They're treated with fear, right? We're afraid of them. We don't trust them because of the men before him. And we're number one, we're missing out, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not letting them, well, I, this is really important. We're going to talk about this today. We're not letting them be good guys. We're not giving them a chance. And, and we're not, that's, I'm surprised that the human race has even evolved the way it has because men and women are so different. <laughs> They're so different and it just keeps getting sort of further and further away in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, men, men need kindness and men love, that's what they love most about women. By the way, when they survey men, when they talk to men and they say, what, what made you choose that woman as your wife versus as a playmate or as a friend? And kindness is almost always at the top. She's kind and men appreciate that so much about us because it's such a feminine quality that really makes them feel good and turns them on. Well, there you go. That's why I'm single. I'm not kind. 
<laughs> join the crowd, girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, how are you gonna? Can I cuss on your on your show? Yeah, I'll let like, you. It's like I'll warn people at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like I, I know you're a man. How are you gonna screw me up? Just I get it. Like it's gonna happen eventually. So just go on, you know. And the Greek guys are going, whoa, whoa wait, I I just want to, you know, have a relationship and get to know you. Mm-hmm. So really important. And the kindness to ourselves, of course, is is important. And that includes not kicking yourself for past behaviors. So I'm going to teach you some things today. There's a lot more to learn. And as you learn, like anywhere else, any other parts of your life, there's no going back and and berating yourself or kicking yourself because you didn't know this already and you maybe the last 10 years have been doing it differently. Yeah. This this is part of the reason why you and I connected so well and why I knew I definitely wanted to share you with my community just to be like, I kept my promise. I found... (laughs) My, my dating relationship, love coach. Um, but also because you get type A women because you are a type A woman and you get the patterns that we get into. And I've said this a million times, being type A is great. It works in our favor in so many ways, in so many aspects of our life. But the perfectionism can be brutal no matter where you are. And in relationships, I see this too of like, oh my God, I made that mistake. I'll never do that again. Like, okay, now this, that's what went wrong with this relationship when it might not be what went wrong with the relationship. It's what went wrong with that guy, like that particular one human being that didn't work for, but then it's generalized to all men. All men don't like this you know, forevermore. And then you beat yourself up, beat yourself up, beat yourself up over it and try to get better, try to get better, try to get better. Yeah. No such thing. There's no such thing as perfection in any human relationships, any, right. And particularly with men and women, because we are so different. (laughs) We're going to mess it up all the time. (laughs) So that's a really good, um, it's a really good point, Jeffy. It's like, don't even, there's no such thing. Like, don't even go for perfection. And and it also goes in terms of looking for perfection in the man. No such thing. Right. No such thing. Nor would you so, want it. I've come to realize, like, I've come to really enjoy and appreciate some of the idiosyncrasies I've discovered in different men. Like, oh, I'm not, and this is not weird. This is like normal everyday stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, you like to put that sauce on your chicken. I would have never imagined that. Or, you know, this is the type of like entertainment you're into or TV show or that sort of thing is, you know, like they're like, I used to have old or my older notions was, you know, guys had to be a certain way or my type, like, let's put that in air quotes. My type was a certain way. And like, I had to find those behaviors, those ideas, those attitudes in the next guy, because it was pattern after the last guy I had, like, you know. Yeah. And that's worked really well, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> But as soon as I let go of that and just started to like treat it like an adventure, like, oh, you know, there's something new here. Like there's a whole different new human being here. It became more enjoyable. I'm so glad you brought that up. Actually, it's a good segue. But before I segue, I've helped women all over the world find love. And and I can say for 99% of them, what they will tell you is the man they ended up falling in love with is nothing like the man they thought they wanted. Mm. That's the key. 
that's the point. It's like, we think we want this guy, right? I want a guy who's really charismatic. I need a man who's strong because I'm really strong. And so he's got to be able to manage me, right? I can't be able to walk over him. I need a man who has, you know, who, who looks like this or has this education or has a family relationship like that. All this mm-hmm. stuff that has nothing to do about whether a man can make you happy. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And so that's one of the, I think the greatest gifts that I can give my clients and give women that learn from me is learning how to fix your picker, as we call it, mm-hmm. and really see men as people and forget that old list. Cause that old list was created like when you're 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And, and some of the research I've done um, within your community, because I'm in your private Facebook group, I'm a member of your date, like a grown up community is also what I've been learning is some of our notions of what makes somebody masculine is based on this old concept of what we needed men to be, which that was the protector and the provider. And it's not to say that men don't also still serve these roles, but as women, we are now in a time where we have our careers, we have our jobs, most of us are financially stable. And I know a lot of women who are the breadwinner for their family or they're earning more money than their husband. So this notion of I need this stereotypical guy because he has to be the provider and protector is no longer true. What is true now, what we've evolved into is we need support emotionally. We need emotional stability from our partner, and we're not good at choosing a partner for us who provides that emotional stability. We're good at providing the like alpha male, like looking for the alpha male. And then we discovered that's not who makes us happy. (laughs) Right. And then we're like, what's wrong with you, dude? You know, I mean, really, I'm crying. Why aren't your arms around me? Why aren't you telling me it's going to be okay? It's because, because you've picked a guy that just that's not who he is because he's strong and he's tall and he makes a good living and oh my gosh and that is nothing again has nothing to do with the man being able to really give you what we really you're right what we really do need and let me do principle number three because that's helped me get to the first point which is exactly what we're talking about principle number three is take responsibility for your actions and outcomes so this is a biggie in dating like a grown-up. Take responsibility for your actions and outcomes. So it's not that all men suck. It's not that they don't. no man wants a woman like you. It's not because you live in a small town. It's not because of the, this and that. It's just because your thoughts are creating actions that are creating reactions that are creating outcomes that aren't working for you. So what you're doing today and what your listeners are doing is taking responsibility, right? And, um, and I want to give you three things about that, that you need to know about men so that you can really find and develop and maintain really good grown-up relationships. And the first one is all about realistic expectations, just like we're talking about. So should I go for it? Should yeah, go, the go for it. Yep. Go for it. Okay. First and foremost, what you have to understand is, because it's the biggest mistake women make when it comes to men, is that now, now wait for it. Men are not women with different plumbing. They are not like us in, in, in most ways. And we expect them to act like us. We expect them to react like us. We expect them to emote like us, <laughs> right? That's kind of what we're talking about. Like, why isn't this dude doing this for me? And 
And it creates so much exasperation. It creates frustration and disappointment. And it's just so important that we understand they're different. And what that does is it allows us, when we learn about them, it allows us to go, oh, look, he's acting like a dude. Yes. Can I share something, Bobby? I am dying over here. Um, Okay. So (laughs) I'm just going to share it. Um, My biggest complaint being on the dating app that I have shared with my friends is these guys don't know how to communicate. So when I find a guy who can communicate, I'm like, ding, 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 ding. Like, oh my God, like you're the like unicorn. You're like, oh my God. And like, it has been so frustrating to me until, you know, and it still frustrates me. I still have to wrap my mind around it. Like guys don't communicate like women do. And this is the thing, Bobby, I said this out loud and it still didn't register. I would say to a friend, if I was talking to a woman, she would never do that. She would never, right? Like, like, this is not a real conversation because this isn't the conversation I would have with a woman. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. And then, and we don't go, wait, are they different? Like, can I let them be different? No, we don't. But this is the thing. Like, we're taught about the physical differences between men and women, but we don't, you know, and when I say we, I'm talking like in society and our culture and in how, what we're taught growing up is, you know, I mean, we're taught things like, oh, well, he's a boy, boys will be boys. We've heard that, but we haven't heard things like, this is how men communicate, or this is how men will you know, mm-hmm. typically, you know, express that they're interested in you and, and that sort of thing. Or we get those like, you know, <sighs> stupid old wives tale of like, if he likes you, he'll hit you, right? Like on the schoolyard, if the boy hits you or pulls your hair or, or like verbally abuses you, it means he likes you, right? Like all of those, like not the real stuff. Um, like in terms of like, I was saying I was in, um, your community and somebody had put a post out there and they talked about how they had a meme up there and they were, it basically said like, when a man tries to flirt with me and it was a picture of a woman and the quote was like, can I help you? Are you looking for somebody like that sort of thing? And I was like, I totally resonate with that because I, for the longest time, did not pick up the cues on a man flirting with me. I thought he was just being polite or passing the time. And one of the women in your community responded back to my comment saying, men are not polite and they don't talk to women just to pass the time. Like he right. found something else to do. He was talking to you because he was interested in you. And it was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, really? Oh, ding, 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 ding. Like, wouldn't it have been nice to hear? And it, it's fine that it didn't. You know, years ago, like, look, if a man walks up to you and he's chatting with you, he, you know, he might, he's probably interested in you, you know, right. 90%, you know, and here are some things you can do to kind of f- suss it out without being overly direct. Anyway, I took you off because you just, what you said, like, yes, expecting men to act like women or not really knowing or understanding how men communicate in their intentions can leave you lost in the dating oh. world disappointed and really, and, and sad because you get this feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't make any connection. How yes. do I make any connection if they don't act like me? Yes. So, so I'm going to talk to you about scientifically ways men are different because it's really important again for us to understand. And, but before I do one quick thing about men and when they show interest, 
remember that those boys that pulled our pigtails, they're not like that anymore. So the thing about grown-up men that's really different, I'm getting on a tangent, but I have to do this. They don't chase. Grown-up men do not chase. Grown-up men, and I'm talking about, when I talk about grown-up men, I'm talking about men who are confident and grounded. They know what they want. They Mm -hmm. know how to get it, right? They have learned, they have grown emotionally, just like us. And, and they're clear. The one thing, one thing that you have to know is you're dating. Men do not chase when they're in that place in life. The boys that chase, it's mostly comes from ego. It comes from catching. They want to catch you. Mm-hmm. They don't want us. They want to catch us. And so when you see a man who's 40, 50, 60 years old and he's chasing, that's a man who's coming from ego. If he's a grown-up dude, he's not going after something he can't get. He's just not. And that's the man we want. We want a man who's going to be like, to hell with that, I, right? We won't do it. We don't go after something we just know we can't get anymore. We're smarter than that now. And life's too damn short. Mm-hmm. So that man that comes up to you and talks to you at the car wash, let's say, which is a great place to meet men, by the way. Uh, you talk to anyone there about any, like anything. That guy that talks to you, yeah, he's, he's attracted to you. He's attracted to you and he's making an effort. And the other, the flip side of it is when a guy's not like, don't expect men to just come up to you and hit on you anymore because they just don't do it. And Mm -hmm. I hear that from women all the time. I get hit on all the time. And now that I'm 50, no one ever hits on me. And I know it's because I'm old and my boobs are saggy and I've got wrinkles. No, it's because men are matured (laughs) and that's not what they do anymore. Yeah. And what I heard and what you said, Bobby, too, to kind of like boil it down is like, they're done with the game playing. They're not interested in that anymore. Yeah. And it's the best part because here's the thing. When a, when a client or a woman says to me, here's, here's my story, blah, blah, blah. And it just goes on and on and on. And then at the end, it's like, do you think he's into me? I, I get hundreds of these a month. The answer is no, because if you ask, if you have to ask if he's into you, he's not because grown up men, they just tell you they are. It's the greatest part about dating at this time in life. They tell you no games. I see that happen with my husband. It happens with every woman that I've supported. The men are, men know it first. It's crazy. Yeah. Men know what we do. Yes. And they will tell you. They will tell that, you. That blew my mind when you shared that information in one of your trainings that men know more quickly than women, whether or not like this is for the long haul. Yeah, this is somebody I really want to get to know. And we get in our heads, they get in our heart, their hearts. It's it's crazy because it's the flip, right, of how we live the rest of our lives. But um, every it, it just happens. I've seen hundreds of times that the man has just been like, I, I dig you and I want to get to know you. My husband, after our first real date, we had a met online. We had a meet date. And the next real date, that next day, he said, I'm taking my profile down. I want to focus on getting to know you. And my response is like, uh, okay, that was it. It wasn't, oh, me too, or anything. He didn't expect it. He just wanted me to know I'm really into you. I want to get to know you. And it took me like two more weeks. And then six months later, we got married. So, <laughs> um, that is a real plus. That is a real plus. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about their brain differences because this kind of supports a lot of what we're talking about, right? Okay. So there's three men that three ways rather that men are just scientifically, they're just different. And I want to give you tips on 
on how to deal with it and sort of communication hacks. Okay. So, you know, we talk about left brain, right brain, and so forth. And it's really important that you understand that how their brain wiring is different than ours. It's part of the socialization for sure, but it's really important because then you don't, ex- it's the expectations, right, Jody? You don't expect them to act like us and we can accept them more in our life is so much happier. So one way that their, their brains are just different because women have larger connections and more frequent interactions between the hemispheres of the, the two hemispheres of their brains, right? We, we, we're like, zzz, right? <laughs> yeah, you can see me, right? Like, we buzz all the time and we're like, we're gatherers. We're looking at everything. We're observing things. We're trying to, you know, multitask. And we can do all those things. And that's because physically our brains are different. Yeah. And men don't have that same connection between the left and right part of the brain. And that has to do with communication. That has to do with emoting. That has to do with things like, you know how men, tell me if this is your experience. Like my husband is like a walking GPS. He, he just, he knows directions to anywhere and I get lost going to the bathroom. That's like an example of men's brains are different. Men are better at that than we are because they can focus. And we yes. Can. I was going to say that men have this amazing ability to like focus in on something. Whereas women are really good at being aware of a lot of things all at once. And yes. And I've learned that like evolutionarily this came about because you're right. When we were gatherers, we also had to be paying attention to the kids and where is everybody and where are you and what are you gathering? And I'm gathering that. So, and that's the reason why women talk more and need more reassurance because we're wired that way. That's how we survive. That's how we did our work day to day. So we have this, I think it's called a diffuse Diffuse thinking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thinking. Whereas men have that more focused thinking. And that's also the reason why if a man is doing something like watching the baseball game or reading the paper, it's hard to get his attention and don't expect like that he's listening to you. Like if he's responding, it doesn't mean he's listening to you. (laughs) Like you you probably heard that from me. And and actually that's an Alison Armstrong Armstrong who is like, you know, right? Yeah. And she talks about when a man is watching TV and ignoring you, it's impossible because he'd be doing two things. Right. He's just watching TV or he's just ignoring you. Right. Like, and, and probably, I loved how she said, like, he's probably not ignoring you because that no. would be effort. He's not putting that much effort yeah. into what he's doing. He's just focused on baseball. And so that's what he's doing. And you're like a bee that's buzzing behind him and he's not really paying attention to. That's right. And, and we're standing back going, act like us. Act like me. I could do two things at once. Why can't you? I could be folding laundry, watching baseball, talking to a friend and following the Facebook feed. That's right. And thinking, about where I'm get, yeah, and thinking about what movie I want to see this weekend. So there you go. I think this is a perfect segue to talk about my love text expander. And while your guy is watching that baseball game or reading the paper, you can set yourself up for a huge time saver. Text expander is software that allows you to create text that can be recalled with a few keystrokes. You create templates with abbreviations for your most used phrases, emails, posts, information, etc. And as you go about your day, you just type the appropriate abbreviation and it appears wherever you are typing. 
Snippets work everywhere you type, so you can use yours in email, Word, Slack, web browsers, and more. Companies use Text Expander for Teams for customer support, reports, email, and anywhere else they need consistent and accurate text. For me, I am consistently typing Women Taking the Lead, the main women's conference, my email, my Zoom link, routine responses to emails, requesting information, etc. And I've created a three-character code for each of these, saving me so much time and keystrokes throughout the day. Making and editing snippets is even easier with Text Expander's new Visual Snippet Editor. Text Expander is available for Mac OS, Windows, iPhone, and iPad, and now Chrome. And if you love telling everyone about Text Expander, you can join their affiliate program to earn a little extra. So go to Wib. Go to textexpander.com forward slash podcast and select Women Taking the Lead from the drop-down list for 20% off for your first year. Again, for 20% off your first year of Text Expander, visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast and select Women Taking the Lead from the drop-down list. Now, let's go back and get some more insights on mature grown-up men from Bobby Palmer. So, so it's really important. I mean, and it really is about brain. It's the physiology. And when you talk about hunter gatherer, I used to think I, I really did before I started doing, you know, research and so forth. I used to think everything was socialized and everything was cultural. And that's just, that's just not the fact. And so the other thing is when you think about um, how men, uh, how men are under stress. Okay, so let's talk about that because that's a really big difference too. So under stress, and this again has a lot to do with our brain physiology. It's certainly socialized, right? Like, like emoting. There's a way that men are supposed to be and women are supposed to be. Under stress, we go to collaboration, right? When we're stressed, we pick up the phone and we call a girlfriend. That's what we do. Oh my God, you can't believe what just happened. And we talk and we figure things out together, right? We collaborate, we reach out to other people when we're in need, when we're, we feel like we're in crisis. And men are socialized, first of all, to do it alone. I mean, that's socialized, but it's also the way that their brains work because when they feel that stress, it is literally a signal to them that they could die. You know how men, we talk about them going into their caves, right? Mm-hmm. They oh. do. Right. I don't, we didn't talk about it, but I think most people are aware of the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus concept that like when men are stressed, they need to like check out for a while and like go within themselves. And they do. And, and, you know, we, we talk about it. We kid about, Oh, there he is crawling into his cave. Well, guess what? He has to do that. He really has to do that. It's almost a way for him to protect himself because there's actually biologically, when they're in a highly most emotional state, that signals that they're in danger. It's, it's their first instinct. You know, there's fight, flight, freeze, right? Mm-hmm. Their, their first instinct is to flee, right? Their first instinct is to leave and to get protection. And it's not because he doesn't care. It's because his body is telling him that he's, that he's in danger. Mm-hmm. So, And studies show this. They show that men in real tense situations or when they become really emotional, sort of the same thing. Their blood pressure rises like it skyrockets 
And that's why they feel like they're going to have a heart attack because their blood pressure actually goes up. And and once the pressure leaves, the emotional pressure is relieved, then you can see their blood pressure going down, their immune system returning to normal. So, you know, it, you know, the situation we just talked about it when we get angry, when he's quote unquote ignoring us, that signals danger to them. Why is she angry at me? Why is she upset? Why is she unhappy? And, and that's when they want to back off when it's exactly when we want them to come forward. Right. Right. Reassure me. Like I'm angry at you. Like help me, help me calm down. Like I need you to <laughs> exactly. help me calm down, and you need me to go away so you can calm down. Which right. doesn't make for a very good situation. <laughs> That's why I say it's amazing that we've actually actually perpetuated the species. It's crazy. <laughs> so so yeah, what do we do as natural communicators? And as you know, we want to collaborate. We want to reach out. He wants to back off. Right. So what we need to understand is this take responsibility part is understanding that's the difference. It's how they are and how they need to be. Just like we need to talk, they need to back off. Mm-hmm. And we need to and we need to let them do it. We just need to step back and give them the chance to go off. And what draws them out of their cave is when they when they decide on a result on an action they can take to fix it. That's the hunter in them. They are, it's all about, okay, what do I have to accomplish? What's my task? Mm-hmm. They're single focused and they have to take care of us. So what's the task? They're going to go into their cave. They're going to figure out what the hell is going on. They're going to try to figure it out. And when he figures it out, he's going to come out. And maybe he comes out saying, you know what? You're full of it and I ain't going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but he's figured it out. Or he's going to come out and he's going to say, okay, let's talk about it or let's do it your way or, right? And show that understanding that we want. Yes. We and give him a chance. What do you recommend um, for women? Um, and we'll probably get into this in a bit because I've newly discovered my attachment style based on attachment theory, which I got from the book Attached. I'm saying attached a lot, um, which I got from your community. It was a recommendation from the community and you had backed it up and said, yes, read that book, do this. And I know with my style, like, okay, I need to let him go away. But in the meantime, I'm twirling in place right? What do you recommend to women who are like, I need to give my man some space because he needs to figure out what he needs to do. And if I come at him right now, this is just going to escalate and not be, it's not going to have a good outcome. What can I do for myself at that time that will help alleviate some of my emotional pressure? Mm -hmm. So go back to the three principles. Number one, balance head and heart. So this is a time Mm -hmm. when you want to go to your intellect. You understand, you understand now because you know what we're talking about that he needs to do that. And the kindness part, number two, showing kindness to him is letting him do it. And also- I can attach to that. Sorry, Bobby. I can attach to that. The whole like, be kind, like, okay, this is an act of kindness. Yeah, it is. Letting him do that. Okay. And his body, remember, it's physiological. His body is freaking the fuck out. Sorry, I did it again. Tell him I got (laughs) he's he's like oh my god i'm gonna die i need to go into my cave so that's and number three take responsibility for your actions and outcomes so when you are sitting there 
like you said, spinning out, right? Mm-hmm. Realize that you you have a certain outcome in mind, and that outcome is for you two to talk about something and resolve something, right? And come closer together. And that's the way you're going to do it, is you're going to let him be a man. Mm-hmm. And again, that's sort of what I talked about at the beginning is this idea of, oh, look, he's being a man. Mm-hmm. So when he does that, instead of being, he's being so awful to me, he's being terrible. Oh, look, he's being what he needs to be. And now I need to be what I need to be. And that's kind. That's kind. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. That's kind. And this all makes perfect sense to me, especially the like going to intellect is total for me, totally tied to taking responsibility for the outcomes because I can logically tell myself if I want a good outcome, I'm going to need to let him go do what he needs to do. And this is an act of kindness. This is me supporting him as his partner, you know, to let him go do this and not make him feel bad or wrong about it. That's right. And, and the more you go at him, and just when you think of it from your terms, like you said, the more you go at him, your results going to suck. So, <laughs> right? I haven't so done it myself, ahead. but I've heard friends tell stories of oh. like following their man through the house. Why won't you oh. talk to me? Why won't you talk to me? We yeah. need to have Don't a walk conversation. Away. Yes. And yeah. like, it never turns out. And I never thought like, oh, well, that's not the right thing to do. Like my thought was like, yeah, that's frustrating. You want resolution, right? Because you know, the sooner you have the conversation, the sooner you'll have resolution, but not if he's in the right state of mind. And that's yeah. what you're missing. And by going after him, you're actually creating a bad outcome. You'll have resolution, but it won't be what you want it to be. Yes. It will not be. And the next time he feels that emotional state, if you think he tried to crawl into his cave last time, wait till that time because he knows he's in trouble. Now there's a precedent, right? That's right. If he doesn't get there quickly, he's screwed. He's just, oh my God, I'm going to be miserable and have a heart attack. Right. Now he might just preempt it by just disappearing, (laughs) like Like, anticipating you might get upset, so I'm going to hide. That's what happens is they start, they start backing off and hiding because they just don't want to, you know how men say, oh God, you're, you've been online. So you told, you know, this, you read profiles and they go, I don't want drama. No drama. When they, when grown up men say no drama, they're not saying don't have emotion. They're not saying you're not allowed to cry. They're not saying you can't have problems. We, we take it as everything has to be perfect and happy and no problems. No, they're saying, don't follow me around the freaking house when I'm freaking out. Right. right. Let me be. So the drama or the opposite, when you're freaking out and I ask you what's wrong and you say nothing, mm. that's drama to them. Yeah. Tell me what the heck's wrong. Be a grown up. Tell me what's wrong. And because I'm a man and my job is to fix it. Right. You're obviously <laughs> upset. That's right. <laughs> and that's why when we're crying and they're not putting their arms around us, they're trying to fix it. This is the old the old thing, right? It's like, oh my God, don't tell me how to fix it. Just tell me it sucks. Be mad. You know how, like, I love when, I love when Larry's mad at the same people I'm mad at. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if I'm all wound up about something somebody else did, the worst thing he could do is help me try to like, rationalize. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Can't you just be with me for a minute here? (laughs) Exactly. Are you saying I'm wrong? Because just say, yeah, I know. That was really awful of them. You must feel like crap. And I feel wronged. And now I feel wrong for being mad about feeling wronged. That's right. And they're just trying to, but I'm just trying to help you. No, no, no. Don't help me. So it's, it's this idea that 
again, and this has to do with showing emotion. So this is actually the, the third part that's physiologically so different. And that's the idea of showing emotion. We think that men are emotionless. We think they don't have emotions, right? We're the emotional ones. They're not, they don't have feelings. And the fact of the matter is, is when they, in studies, men have the emotions, they have the feelings, but we have such better access to them. And we have such our skills in terms of communicating and emoting are so much better, both physiologically and and just based on how we're raised, how right? We're trained. Based on culture and how we're trained. So a lot of it has to do with again the, the brain connection. So think about think about this is like a story I tell all the time, but I have to use. Men, it's so hard for them to access their emotions. And I'm going to give you like a really easy happens. It's so hard for them and we have to give them a chance. And it's also the socialization. So Larry, Larry goes sail. He's a sailor, right? He loves boating. He loves sailing. It makes, it used to make me barf, but I'm kind of getting used to it. And so he went out with this, a friend of his he hadn't seen for a while who had just recently broke up with a woman he had been with for like six years. They go out on the ocean for four freaking hours, the two of them. And he comes back and I say, how's Danny doing like with his breakup? And he goes, oh, I don't know. We didn't talk about it. What? Could you imagine women doing that? Like being out alone for four hours and not talking about the breakup, like within the first 10 minutes. Right. But that's how did that just, I just went, oh my God, you're such a dude. Like, how can you possibly do that? Well, guess what? Again, they're not socialized to do it because men talk about like what they accomplish together. How the, that's why sports is so important to a lot of men because that's how they connect. Mm-hmm. It's also because he can't even access that part of him that that wants to know how how his friend feels. It it just doesn't. It's not something that he feels like is important. But it's not because he doesn't have feelings. It's because he just he just can't get to it like we can. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that we allow them the space to do it and the time to do it. So when we're like, when we're going, I asked you a question. I'm laughing because I do this to Larry all the time. I teach this every day and I do it to my husband all the time. I ask him something or I want, you know, and he doesn't answer like instantly. I'm like, what? Come on, answer me. Well, they do this really weird thing. They actually think before they talk. It's, it's crazy. That <laughs> they have to process. That's right. They actually, we process verbally and they actually think in, in their heads. So we have to give them the opportunity, especially when we're talking about anything having to do with emotions and how they feel. We have to give them time to process it and to, to, to dig in and dig deep and get it because it's not, it's not right there like it is. It, you know, with us, it's like on the surface. And that just means shutting up. Yes. And I, I actually learned this from a man, which was incredibly helpful. And I, and I think Alison Armstrong may have talked about this as well, where with men, because of the way their, their brains are wired and their focused uh, thinking, when you ask them a question, their brain starts data diving and it doesn't happen as immediately as it does for women, because for women, we can start talking and the answer can come 15 seconds after we started talking. But we think we're giving or getting the answer immediately because the talking has commenced. That's but right. with, with men, it's they're data diving and they don't respond until they have the answer. And if you ask a follow-up question, now they've started the data diving 
from yeah. like you've hit the by asking the follow up question you've actually hit the reset button like a computer right. when you hit too many buttons and it starts yeah. to freak out and shut down like that's what will happen with a man if you ask a question and then ask a follow up and then ask a follow up and then ask a follow up eventually he's just like I'm out yeah like well, I'm yeah. overwhelmed that's why their heads explode when we when we verbally express and we verbally like you know start working something out like you said we're trying to figure something out and they're going what the hell I can't follow this. Their heads just like explode. So when you're doing that and a man's looking at you like he doesn't care, he's really not. He's again, he's trying to protect himself from yeah. from just that feeling in his body, like, my God, what's happening? This is danger. This is danger. What's what's really interesting is uh, and I think this really sort of illustrates this really well too, is when you um when you ask men versus women how about a past experience women will go back and they will remember how they feel about what happened. Men will go back and they'll remember the facts. So we'll go back and go, Oh my God, that was so scary. And, and I remember like when this happened and I just like wanted to cry and man will go back and say, well, it was on Thursday and it was at four o'clock and my car hit that car and it was this way. And so it's so different just how we access information Mm -hmm. and how we look. And that's why when you nag a guy like day after day after day to take out the trash and then he takes the trash out and he comes back from taking the trash out and you're still pissed at him, he doesn't understand because he's taken the trash out now. You're still in your emotion because you're like, he's dissed me, he's disrespected me, he's not listening to me, he doesn't care about me. And he's like, I took out the freaking trash. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. That was the problem. The I solved that it. That was the problem. <laughs> Whereas for us, it's no longer about the trash. It's the fact that it took so long for the trash to go out. That's right. And that's not resolved. Right. right. <laughs> if it really was about the trash, we would have taken the trash out. But now we're just, we're, and, and what happens is, and this is, this is important, it creates a cycle. And that's when relations, when relationships start to devolve. And this isn't just in romantic relationships, by the way. I hope women that are listening, who are, um, who are experiencing things at work. This has a lot to do. This will really help you a lot at work because they're still men. Mm-hmm. They're still different. Right. And so there's, there's no different. They may act differently at work and at home, but their brains are still limited. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that? They're limited and we're not. No, um, they're just different. Right. And the, one okay, and I'm gonna get to the third because I know we're gonna run out of time. Shall I move on? Sure. Yes. I know this is this is like really fun. I know this is so fun. The there's one thing, and and this is why I bring up work or romantic relationships doesn't matter. One thing women have to know to do with men and for men, and that is we have to let them help us. We have to let them help us because that is in their nature. Now it's true. It's not a hundred percent of men, but we're only talking about good grown up men here. Mm-hmm. We, we talked at the beginning about how we're so independent and we're so type A and we don't need them, right? We make our own money. We go on our own trips. We make our own decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all really good. But from a perspective of a man, he needs to feel needed period. And what happens is in relationships, what happens is needy women attract good men. And then the N word is so bad, right? Needy, like, oh no, I am not needy. That is not me. But 
when you, it's essentially this, when you ask for nothing, that's what you get. And so often women like us who are really independent and we're so proud of it and we don't need a guy, we attract the men who don't want to give. We attract the narcissists and the selfish guys and the lazy guys and just sort of the all around men who are not generous in any way because we don't ask them to be, we don't let them be. And so they see, they just can see us from a mile away. Oh, that woman doesn't need anything. She's really independent. Cool. Because I don't want to give her anything. Mm-hmm. So if you want to attract a good man, if you want to have a good relationship with a man at work, then you need to let him, quote unquote, be the man in this instance. And you need to be open to allowing him to help you. And help comes in like many different ways, right? Help comes in the form of um, obviously physical help, right? I'm really short, so I can always ask for help. You know, can you get that box at the top shelf? That's the, the best way. And by the way, I'm going to give your listeners homework. So you better get ready for it. Mm-hmm. And that is, I want you to ask for help from a man at least twice a day, every day for the next two weeks. Oh, Bobby. See? Scary, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you, me? you know, it's really funny. I recorded another episode today, which is going to come out a couple months after your episode. But I, and this happened today, even though some of you aren't going to listen to the, that episode for another two months, I went off about like you got to ask for help. And if you can't ask for help, you got to accept help when it's offered, you know, as long as it's like a person, you know, and you trust that sort of thing. And of course the man in your life is somebody, you know, and trusted, but like to get a homework assignment, like ask a man for help twice a day. Yeah. That was crazy. And I was just, before you did that, I was about to like totally underscore what you were saying by like, it's not about becoming helpless because you're not right. helpless. It's about allowing somebody to help you anyway, even though you can, you know, you could find a stool and climb and get that box. You could do that. You can, but you don't have to, and you can allow somebody to help you. That's right. All right. I'm taking it on. I'll do it. I'm, to, okay. I'm sweating, but okay. It's hard. And remember <laughs> It can come, it, it will, it is life-changing. I'm telling you, it is life-changing for those of us who are just the, in the, I don't need a stinking man. I, w- again, like you said, you know, it'll, it'll render me, me helpless or it somehow makes us feel vulnerable mm-hmm. and let them help in various ways. There's that physical thing. There's advice, which we freaking hate. We don't want advice from a man. We can do it all ourselves, but guess what? When you let a man give you advice, anything from like directions, to something, to how to manage your money, which just makes me want to cringe, right? Who the hell are you to tell me how to manage my money? But in in business, I want to give you a, an example of like a real life experience that a woman had with this. She had a, a her boss. She was she was a director in a company, so her superior. They had a terrible relationship for years, just terrible. Just really, just didn't see anything the same didn't collaborate in any way. And I gave her this homework and she freaked out, but she decided to go ahead and ask for his advice. She literally walked into his office one day and for the first time ever said, I need your help with this. And that man got up from behind his desk, stood up, walked around his desk, you know, two chairs sitting on the other side of his desk, sat down on that chair, sat her down across from him, leaned forward and said, how can I help you? And it changed their relationship going forward forever. All he needed was for her to say, I'm going to accept some help from you. And she didn't have to 
lower herself in any way. She didn't have to make herself feel dumb or feel needy. She just needed to collaborate just like she might've done with another woman. And that's all he wanted. And that to a man is respect. That is showing kindness to a man to let him help you because that, that is his nature. His nature is to help you. He wants to go out and hunt for you. And if we don't let him to do it, if we don't let him do it, the good guys will leave. And so if you're someone who, let's say, has several dates or a few dates and it's a consistent thing and guys are not calling you after that or not asking you out again, a lot of times it's because we're not letting them help. We're not letting them into our lives in any really useful way. And that's a good guy. That's not going to do it for him. He's, it's just doesn't let him be what he wants to be. So it's a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they need to slay our dragons for us. And, and these days that comes in really different varieties, right? Right. Um, oh, one last thing, another way to accept help, which is really important is to accept compliments. Mm-hmm. When a man compliments you, just say, thank you. Just smile and say, thank you. Don't say no. Oh, this old dress, you know, whatever. Oh yeah. When a, when a man compliments you, if you smile and just say, thank you, look them in the eyes and smile and say, thank you. You will be amazed at the, at the response you get. They will puff up because they feel so good that they did something positive for you. I struggle with this one too. Write it down. And this is true with, from men and women, right? Compliments from men and women. But when, uh, and, and the opposite, by the way, just flip that too. I want you all to compliment men too. We never, we hardly ever, ever compliment men. We think it's their job to do it for us. And if you want to see a man smile and be happy, um, give him a compliment. He'll be freaked out like, oh, oh, what? A woman complimented me? <laughs> it's really nice. So that's, that's a, it's simple. Just letting him help letting him add to your life. I love it. And and it's their nature. And hey, if you had a friend who never needed your help, a woman, if you had a woman in your life, a friend who never needs, she never needed you to pick her up at the airport. She never needed to cry on your shoulder. She never needed advice, nothing, nothing. How, How good of a friend could that be? I wouldn't even think we were friends, to be honest. Like you, when you said that, I thought of a friend and I'm like, yeah, if she never asked me for anything, I would feel like I was just like a a leech in her life. Like, Mm -hmm. like I'm just taking, like, she's constantly helping me, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's reciprocal. Like I help her, she helps me. That's what a friendship is. And if it was one-sided, it completely changes it into something else. It's not a friendship. It's not, it's an acquaintance, or like you said, it is just one person giving the other receiving. And so, expon- you know, grow that exponentially for men, right? Because naturally they need to help. Human beings, we want to help, we want to add to people's life. They need it more. And so that puts it, I think, in some perspective about how important it is. I love So it. the bottom line of a lot of this, because I, I know there's some women out there, I was one of them who are like, why the hell do I have to learn all this? Why do I have to make all these changes? Why do I have to know about them? Are they doing it? I hear this all the time, Judy. I wish men would get coaching like we are. Well, you know what? This isn't a contest of wills. This isn't like five-year-olds, you know, throwing sand at each other in a sandbox. This is about a result that you're looking for. That's probably one of the most important things you'll do in your life. And so there's not this like, you change, then I'll change, right? Right. This is about 
principle number three, taking responsibility for your actions and being, you know, going back to the beginning, being the leader in your love life. And the way you're going to start doing that and enjoy so much, so many more really positive, wonderful experiences with men is taking responsibility to learn this and to do things a little differently. Yeah. And you and I talked about that before even jumping on the call, just not even about relationships, but just life in general about how we're all responsible to monitor our own experience, right? To like monitor our thoughts because our thoughts shape our experiences. Like our circumstances may not change, but we can have a completely different experience of our circumstances if we want to. And it's like you said, you have to take responsibility for that experience. And so if you're putting responsibility for your experience on another human being, you're essentially making yourself a victim. And that's not how we live. That's not how the women in this community live. We, we take charge, we, you know, but there's, there's a balance to it, right? It's not about controlling everything. It's about taking responsibility for your own happiness and your own experience. And I love you, Bobby, for coming on and doing this for us because the access to that is understanding where men are coming from and what they also need from us. And sometimes exactly what they need from us is for us to tell them what we need from them. Amen. That's so simple. It's such a simple thing. And it's a gift we can give them. And I, and I'll tell you that when we do it, we usually get it. We usually get it. So that's what you're going to learn. All of you, when you do this, ask for help twice a day, you're going to learn when you ask, you get, and, and how pleasant, how, how happy they are to give. Hmm. Bobby, I know this isn't going to be enough for some of the people who are listening for like that, that woman right now, you who are listening. I know what you want me to ask Bobby. Bobby, where can we find you? You can find me at datelikeagrownup.com. Um, go to datelikeagrownup.com slash blog or go there and find my blog. There's like 300 articles there and on, on many different topics. And I also want to give your readers, your listeners a gift. Love it. Uh, we're talking about expectations, right? And how, how our unrealistic expectations can really negatively affect our relationships. So I have um, a video. It's five unrealistic expectations of men that keep over 40 women perpetually single. So this is um, a really in-depth training on five things that, again, that we expect that it's like, I just want to like smack you upside the head and go, don't do it because you're not going to get it. You're going to be disappointed. You're making yourself unhappy. Yes. That's right. So if you go to datelikeagrownup.com slash Jody, then you're going to find that. And uh, it's just a free gift. I want, I want women to know this because gosh, it'll make them so much happier and you'll Again, when you're happy, you give it back and it'll change your relationships with men throughout your life. I love it. And not just in your dating life, everywhere. Again, okay. So for those of you who are on the go, I'm going to say it one more time and also know you can find this link in the show notes and all this stuff that Bobby's sharing will be in the show notes too. So it's datelikeagrownup.com forward slash Jody to watch the video on five different expectations that we need to let go of uh, for men. Um, Bobby, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. You were so generous in what you were sharing. Um, 
any last thoughts to wrap this up? Well, my last thought really is getting, letting go of where you've been probably for a lot of years, right? Letting go of that and allowing yourself to open your heart, open your mind and let in new information like this and go after new experiences because new experience creates new truth and your new truth is going to make you so much happier. I love it. Bobby, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. You're so welcome. God, I got so much from that conversation with Bobby, and I really hope you did too. And I'd love to hear from you, your feedback, your insights, any aha moments, or what even you would add or change uh, to what Bobby said. I'm always open to those conversations. And I promised you I would report back and let you know how I'm doing on the homework assignment of asking two men a day for help. I suck at it. No surprise there. And I have all my rationalizations for why this isn't so. Obviously, I have a business where I interact primarily with women. Although there are plenty of men in my life, I could reach out to them. I could ask them for advice, ask some questions. And and one night I sat there and it was like the fourth night of like, wow, I still haven't gotten this done. And so I spent a good half an hour just sitting there trying to think of something I could reach out and ask for help for, and nothing came to me. could have been because it was the end of the day and I was tired, but I was like, God, nothing, nothing that wasn't just made up and silly came to mind where I actually, you know, needed some, uh, some help or insight. And, but I'm not giving up. I mean, I have asked men for help. I won't say like there are days that where it never got done. It might've been just one man or, you know, I, I had made plans to do it and just, you know, didn't get it done. So I'm not giving up. I'm not going to make excuses. This is something I obviously need to work on and, you know, don't have an easy time with. Um, I don't even think I have an easy time asking women for help either, to be honest. And this is, you know, something <laughs> I talked about in this episode and I work on with my clients too. I really have to do the same work that I ask my clients to do. So I'm not giving up. I will report another time to let you know how it's going. Or maybe, you know, somebody out there has some tips or insights into just how to make this easy and enjoyable. Um, So if you have that, give it to me. I would love it. Um, And until next time, I hope you guys gain some new insights and opportunities to improve your relationships with men and just find more love in general in your life. Just like a 100% Jody episode, I'll leave you with this. I hope this was of value to you, and here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. 
We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.